Hello and welcome to episode two of Undercooked and Overlooked, an analysis of Rob Schneider's self-funded attempt to challenge the TV business model uh, as we discuss his self-funded, self-directed, self-starring series, Real Rob. We've just watched episode two, named the Penis Episode Part One, and we are joined by special guest, Tom Walker. Yay! Hoorah! <laughs> So good to have you here, Tom. It's so good to finally to know you guys are back to dragging other people down. Wow, this is different. This feels like a it's a smaller. We're pulling people down a smaller amount, I would think. It's only yeah. it's only a th- it's thirty minutes of new content. Uh, that's not to say it's good content, but no, it's oh man, real Rob, what a show. Well, now you you um I actually vaguely remember you tweeting about this show at, around its sort of launch perhaps yeah i was very excited for it do you want your phone time you're looking around like you no no i'm um trying mentally... to avoid eye contact oh i see uh, you're oh, retreating into I, your memory i keep palace. deciding to uh to go for eye contact and then uh, veering away at the last i'm like i want this no no yeah. it's too much i'm Could, not gonna look at any too many of these beautiful yeah. baby blues around it, it really puts uh me at ease <laughs> <laughs> famously relaxing darting eyes yeah, of tom yeah. walker <laughs> So oh, what you, when you saw that this show was coming into existence, what was your reaction? I was very intrigued because Rob Schneider is such an interesting uh, personality and I thought that maybe the show was him giving over the Rob Schneider character to someone else. Whereas in reality, what we found is it's more Rob Schneider than anyone could ever be asked to love. I mean, his wife presumably loves him. They've been married for several years. She stars in the show, but she only has to love she, Rob Schneider in one role, whereas she, this has him involved in five. We might be forgiving too much of Patricia because she uh, is also co-writer and co-executive producer of the show. She co-writer. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. She is very beautiful. <laughs> I was trying to tease out because I've been thinking that she was very like she had a magnetic presence on screen that she was very charismatic but it turns out I might, I might be wrong and I might have just been blinded by the fact that she's very very beautiful on every front performing opposite Rob Schneider probably is quite good for the appearance of your performance certainly he I think she had the best lines in the show uh, uh, but also I think it, she also served to showcase how much the show cares about its characters as in the opening scene she was doing what we all know women love to do which was staring straight ahead <laughs> eating potato chips in bed <laughs> it's so relatable Tom while her husband read a book she was just no I'm giving myself completely over to the taste it was Staggering Have you that. ever had a chip so good that you had to stop everything else you were doing to just think about the chips? I had chips. That's how good this chip was, my dude. That's pretty hardcore. I had chips the other day that were, they had truffle. I didn't see the packet. I, I was eating them in the dark. This isn't as underhanded as it sounds. It sounds terrible. It sounds like you have either robbed a convenience store or are, or are in the grips of a major depressive episode. Yeah, well, I'm not going to spell out the, the exact details of where I was consuming the chips, but I knew immediately they had truffle in them. And I was like, you guys do not, we don't need to put truffle. It's too rich. I don't want truffle in my potato chips. I got very angry at you once for ordering a pizza that had truffle oil. Do you remember that? Oh, vividly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're now just grasping for feeling, opening mystery packets of chips. 
Oh, like, it was... a, a surprise. A surprise will be like feeling in love. But... Maybe in this uh, pre-packaged convenience food, I'll find some emotion. Nope, maybe this uh, one. I Why a... aren't you fat and huge? I have a healthy amount of emotion, and, <laughs> and the right and the right amount of flesh on my bones. But I mean, that, so that opening scene—that is Rob and his and Rob saying to his wife—and this immediately triggered me into remembering that Rob Schneider, famously on the record as anti-vax, yes sir, uh, he was warning of the the sort of he was talking about GMOs, yeah. which I am very confident he doesn't understand what they are. Absolutely, he just keeps saying GMOs. They absolutely had to consult the script to learn the acronym. It's yeah. a huge recurring theme throughout the show. That he's obsessed with organic. Food. And I think this is because it is autobiographical, so this is true to him. He's sort of obsessed with the idea of eating healthy without having to actually learn anything about what that entails. Mm. You do get an insight into his process later on when he, um, he Googles vasectomy and skims an article and then fears fears the process. It's he, reads he knows a, the entire thing. He reads on a blog, it gives you dementia. Yeah. And it throws him into a tailspin. But it's... And you were saying, Tom, that is that is absolutely how this man lives his life. A thousand percent, that is how he got to Juice. I was also saying this is the only show I've ever seen that values Juice. Uh, everyone in this show covets Juice and <laughs> constantly seeks it. Juice uh, they, is big in the pilot too, man. It features in at least 60% of the scenes, and, does this wonderful nectar juice. And one of them, where he's obsessed with his juice and his inept assistant is making the juice. Mm. Jamie Lasseau also co-writes the show, by the way. And by the way, actually, because you asked me if that guy was a comedian, so I googled him. And quickly, before I continue as a sidebar... Here is a, a quote that I found on Google after Googling Jamie Lasseau from the website, the very popular website, democratandchronicle.com. <laughs> Part of the USA Today network. But this is the pull quote that's featured if you Google Jamie Lasseau's name. Watching himself act on Real Rob was the worst experience ever for Jamie Lasseau. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I don't doubt that But So there's a scene where He as Rob's inept assistant Is making a juice mm. And as you say The show is obsessed with juice And he's putting celery In, in the self-contained Plastic packaging And you're like Well you know This is a show that may, You know if, if, if juice is such a big deal Surely something will come of this You know <laughs> This indigestible ingredient Going into Rob's juice Nothing is made of it Especially because no. They've set him up Being very concerned About GMOs and stuff It's all, all the bits are there Yeah what happens is they take Chekhov's da- gun down off the wall, fire it into the air, then carefully replace the bullet and put it back on the wall. <laughs> hey, Tom, run us through. What, what is this episode of Real Rob? What happens? The oh, penis episode part one. And let me just say, I'd forgotten about that part one by the time we got to the end of the episode and the idea of a part two fills me with dread. Um, <laughs> the idea that that was not everything he had to say. Uh, it was Rob was being talked into getting a vasectomy he was also scared of uh, the athletic hairless man that he'd invited into his house as both nanny to his child and personal trainer to his wife. Uh, and, of course, he ended up give, uh, getting his assistant, the hapless, what's his name? Jamie. Jamie. Uh, a record-breakingly bad actor to get the vasectomy in his stead. Uh, and Jamie also, over the course of the episode, and this never got come back to, found his wife sucking off a co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely unaffected. <laughs> this is one of the worst... 
bits of TV I've ever seen. What do you think? Well, okay. Yep, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get stuck down in the muck and the mire of, you know, plotting and structure and acting, can we all just celebrate? This is what I said I was looking forward to in our previous and first episode. A guest star... In the form of one Norm MacDonald. My yeah. God, what a gift. What guy got very excited. He read that Norm was going to pop up somewhere and I didn't know how far in the season we'd have to wait. But luckily... It's almost depressing how early, like how, how quickly they've, they've blown the Norm the Norman load. You've had your dessert early. Yeah, I and had now dessert just, before dinner. Yeah. Uh, he, he was wonderful. Norm's so funny. He's so funny. But he, he was the guy who really highlights how weird the colour grade is on this. He looked like he was built in CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Norm's naturally got quite beautifully blue eyes. And when you... you doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah And absolutely. when you crank the... You looked at me very confused. I'm well, hypersensitive like, to that, people that was looking de- at me. That was deep blue. That, that was crazy. Yeah, because they really has, fucked with the colour on this. Yeah, everyone who... Everyone in this show seems to have blue eyes and then they're cranked up to just a Game of Thrones White Walker intensity. Yeah. Like, it's a, everyone in this show looks like they're just about to activate some special power. Their eyes are glowing so. What would be cool, though, is if it gets revealed in maybe the third or fourth episode, maybe the penis episode part, duh, it's revealed that we're living in a slightly alternative reality with, like, it's a <laughs> nuclear holocaust. Well, what it's, and it's, society's had to rebuild itself on the ashes of our mistakes. Vis a vis atomic warfare. It's quite. Do you nice... understand what I'm saying, boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. I yes, got... Mister. Real Rob transpires <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world. We we're all living in a highly radioactive wasteland. Oh, I feel like they're going to be dangling that carrot in front of you for the entirety of both series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Rob Schneider deals in such grandiose terms. This is some of the least end, but like the way that you're talking about the, you know, the um the dietary stuff or the vasectomy or like the way he consumes information that informs the decision he makes if he decided to put 2% more effort into the show he could at least attempt commentary as to how like he could be a vessel who represents the way that we all skim read information you know and the reactions we have but there's such a lack of self-awareness it's like this is just me this is just how I live my life and this is both interesting and funny enough (laughs) to qualify as a TV show you really get an insight I feel this show doubles as just a look at Rob Schneider's Funko Pop collection because it's clear that he's watched Funko Pop it's those little bullshit uh, like figurines that nerds and like polyamorous couples share they're all like and it's like they all share the same little are you saying that polyamorous couples can't be nerds <laughs> no, absolute. <laughs> they're jocks only, baby. <laughs> are they no. the ones with the tiny bodies and the big heads? Yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah. often pop culture. What are they called? The po- Funko Pops. Funko Pops. I'm aware of their full name because I uh, there was a someone posted a contract online that they'd drawn up with their wife as to how many they could purchase a month. So I was. What obsessed. is marriage if not a Funko Pop limited yes. bit of paperwork? Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is like you get the sense that he's watched. Seinfeld at some point. He's watched The Office at some point. In you know, and he's collecting like the the brick wall stand up. He's doing the straight to cameras, bafflingly with no backdrop, uh, yeah. in some kind of featureless void. I feel like the, <laughs> where Rob Schneider goes to be honest with himself and only himself. <laughs> His version of the confession cam is him doing stand up. With uh, audience noise dubbed on afterwards, it's actually like we're we're not giving him enough credit. There yeah. was a theory I posited last week, or well, well, last episode, and you sort of you you've come around. I immediately. certainly have. I really truly have. Yeah, 
because uh, you just sort of said that was what might be happening. You said, look, during the stand-up bits, we're not having any cutaway shots to the audience. And I was looking at it. That I'm keen to get your thoughts, Tom. Do you reckon that he just shot this without a crowd in there? This, I really do. That's because so sad. The amount of choices they've made. Like, there's no shot is low enough to catch the back of a head. You know, there's no shadows being cast How anywhere. How hard is it to just get one back I, of a head? I've seen Home Alone. You could just cut out people and put them on strings, you know, <laughs> and make silhouettes of a whole crowd. That would yeah. work. That's pretty, good enough for Kevin McAllister. That's good pretty, enough for Rob Schneider. Pretty grim. Because the stand-up cutaways are all... We actually, while we were waiting for Tom to arrive, and this is pretty bloody grim, <laughs> uh, we put on Rob Schneider's Netflix special, Soy Sauce and the Holocaust. Great oh. title. Great show. But... All of that was obsessed with the idea of your relate like relationships between men and women and or like or how much you can part like age 20 30 40 his stand-up in this all also age-based you know like when you're 20 you want to have sex with all the women when you're 40 if you don't have sex with a woman you go for a meal applause break cut mm. back to the action of the show there's no there's nothing to su- yeah there's nothing to su- i don't know you can't perform that in front of an audience surely well, he's put it on. He's put it on bloody Netflix, guy. You'll never guess what's happened. He's committed it to 4K cameras. They've edited the thing and popped it online for all of us to well, enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to experiment with the form. If you are going to shake up the traditional show business model, you're going to need to make some pretty big swings. Some of that might be performing stand up in front of zero people. The fascinating thing to me is he is reinventing showbiz by somehow remaining in showbiz for 30 plus years and not learning a single thing. Like, this strikes me as being like a, a filmmaking school project. It's like just down to the fact that it's all like one-on-one scenes. It's all like snappy dialogue back and forth. Snappy's generous, huh? You know, like a snappy. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh. There was one line that really got me this week, and I think that the writers knew it as well because they weren't afraid to go back to it <laughs> multiple times. Uh, it was the line fuck perfume exactly the stalker who we didn't see a lot of uh, described pheromones as fuck perfume because Rob is fearful of being emasculated and cheated on by his powerful hetero nanny Uh, and the stalker says her pheromones fuck perfume and I, I think we all laughed yeah. yeah, because he had good, the delivery I thought was good. And then, I've got a soft spot for the stalker. I'm keen to hear your thoughts. I am absolutely into the stalker. And the way he leapt onto the fuck uh, was wonderful. The amount of energy he brings. I, I'm, I'm fair. This is scarcity is what we're talking about here. We've, yeah. we've walked down this road before. If you give us enough exposure to one character to remember who they are, but not enough to learn to detest them, of course they're going to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Guy and I just touched bare toes, by the way, when That's he was cute. in the middle of that. No, don't put your foot away. No, well, I did it knowingly, and the fact that you've addressed it tells me that it was not received in the way I had hoped. <laughs> I'll, um, I think the cable's long enough. I'm going to go record in another room and leave you two on the couch. Well, we're not going to be able to hear you now, are we, Tim? That's all right. It'll make for an intro. We're going to shake up the podcast industry. Record yeah, yeah. in a brand new way. We are, yeah. Well... Yeah, maybe Rob Schneider, does he have a podcast? If he wants to shake up show business and self-fund something that potentially... I, can you imagine what Rob Schneider's podcast would be? I feel like he Him must. having, te- you know, I was going to say half-baked ideas, one-tenth-baked ideas about um, things that are bad for your body and radio waves from cell phones giving you cancer. Yeah. He is every... 
person you've ever met at a party who's too dumb to articulate a blog written by another fucking idiot about <laughs> some dumb health okay. thing that doesn't exist. Do you think that the Rob Schneider podcast is just the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> but like fifty percent, like every second word cut out? Yes. <laughs> Can I ask you this, Tom? Uh. Um. That wasn't affirmative or negative. What kind of an answer is it? Uh? Is, th- is this... <laughs> Try your hand and find out, baby. <laughs> Are we punching up? <laughs> I think, um, to, to reference this, I reckon punching up is something that the loser of a fight does. You know? <laughs> that means in, in mixed martial arts parlance, you're on the ground, baby, or you're fighting someone who's standing on a balcony, raining kicks on your head. What you want to do is punch down. It's a, I, I think we're punching sideways, if anything, because Rob has collected himself as a self-funded... This is a straight banging, uh, banging fight. You're in the octagon. You both planted your feet. He's swinging at you, redefining the form, and you guys are here with your self-funded business model. You guys are just a couple of Rob Schneiders, and I mean that as a compliment. I don't know if you can take that as a compliment, but it seems weird to... Uh, I don't think it's a fair fight when one person's making the thing and the other one is in a dark room reacting to the thing. You know what I mean? I've always got respect for people who, who put something out there, and Rob did it, and yet I have no respect for him. Uh, no, you can put something... Like, it's his right to put something out there in the same way way it's our right to react to it how we see fit but I, I mean Alice Sneddon of Bones of the Heart was the one and I keep saying it, who did ask is, is, are, you sh- are you sure you're not punching down yeah and the more I watch the show the more I fear for Rob's inability to grasp I mean don't you reckon some outside eyes might have been good for this show it is this show is worse than I think like I watched a few of we have a, a a project here in Australia called Fresh Blood which is like uh, a selection of people who've never really done TV before get like a little bit of money from the ABC and then make these pilots like 8 minutes 10 minutes long and like those are genuinely better make so many less obvious mistakes than this show because it is confusing because I don't I don't like or respect Rob Schneider, but seeing this, your heart does go out to him a little. Because <laughs> he is making a sophomore effort yeah. this many years in the deep in the game. of his comedy career. So deep yeah. in the game. I was on his Twitter. He's touring stand-up with Adam Sandler at the moment. Adam Sandler, I mean, for everything we've said about the man, such a generous spirit. Have I told you guys about Jared Sandler? No, sir. Jared Sandler is Adam Sandler's nephew and has quite a lot of content online and I am part of an elite cadre of people who are completely obsessed with him. What, well, give us the skinny. How, first of all, how old is Jared? I think Jared, I think Jared Sandler featured in Grown Ups 2 as one he of the He certainly boys. did. He was in Grown Ups 2. He's in Ridiculous 6. He has a face that looks just enough like Adam to get you to be like, what? Wait and, a minute. Yeah. Mm. Does he sometimes like play as kid, or they have a photo of like Adam Sandler as a kid? Is he? He does, may well. He's he's in the Ridiculous Six as one of the cowboys in the starting scene. How I, how old is Jared roughly? I believe days? him to be approximately twenty four. Okay, uh, don't know if this is offensive or not, but does he have a Jew style afro? Um, currently, no. Currently, he's keeping it conservative. But Jared is he in films? So I'm try. I think I'm thinking of a. I'm just trying to peek down if I'm thinking of the right cat. Anyway, well, tell me about this content he's putting online. What's the flavour? It's got some good stuff, and I believe, like, it it, it sketches from a, a predominant... That, like, watching this reminded me of them 
so much. There's one sketch called, I don't know what it's called, but if you search Jared Sandler, it'll come up, but don't because he's my thing. <laughs> Stay off. Don't blow this yeah, for Tom yeah, Walker, yeah. everyone. <laughs> don't scare the fish. Um, <laughs> he has this one sketch and they're all these like, uh, they're shot in this exact style of kind of like meandering weird dialogue and like clear beats where something's meant to be funny but the timing's just off but so much money has gone into the production like the cameras are fucking incredible you know you can tell all the audio people like in this show the set designer has done an incredible job on whatever budget they were given you know the the color grading is off chops but it's weird because it's kind of a Wes Anderson attention to detail that's then completely marred by every other part of it and Jared Sandler follows the same model in his online sketches indeed there's like an amount of money there that is being misused <laughs> a misappropriation of funds yeah is it do you think it's coming from Adams production company Oh, I think he I, he's enough- certainly able to pull in favors from Adam's production company, but I'm not sure. But anyway, like it, it's very similar to this weird Hollywood thing where you, it it does feel cruel to be like, you're so wrong. Yeah. But also, then who are we? You know, and these guys have so much money, but also you're getting it so wrong. Well, we're people with a Netflix account. Yeah, that's who we are. Uh, can this I sounds you- dangerously close to as a taxpayer. <laughs> you know, well, and I pay arguments. taxes. Uh, but where would you like to see this uh, series go? From the information you have about the characters, their wants and needs and desires, their ambitions, their hopes, their dreams, what do you think would be a good turn for the remaining six episodes of season one of Real Rob? All right. The assistant has currently had a vasectomy and a colonoscopy. Let's kick it up another level. Uh, Rob's wife asks him to have a lobotomy. (laughs) What they do is they remove the frontal lobe of the assistant, both in real life and the show, rendering him a drooling mess. (laughs) The scenes progress the exact same way they did before, but the assistant with a perennially muddy and dirty bandage on his wonderful little head just plays his part the same way. And Rob continues to love those precious juice. I would love to see this devolve into like just steadily in the background. It becomes more and more obvious that Rob is not throwing out the juice that he uses on set. Like, okay, Rob, new take, new juice. He's like, well, okay, I'll just put this one behind me for later because who would waste this wonderful juice? Guys, just checking, we're all on the same page as to this juice being a precious natural commodity, right? I love it, and I really hope for our sake and Rob's that the show does follow this quite dark turn. You've taken the same beats that he's got of a hapless assistant, and you've just turned turned all the knobs up to 11, so it would... It would well, create like, something, you know. You, you like the, the assistant's life is terrible. He's, he walked in on his girlfriend cheating on him, and then was not given even the dignity of a reaction. You, yeah, you've also turned up the exploitative nature of Rob, which I think is the dark underbelly of this show: is the lack of self awareness he has as to how. And this comes back to like the inability to exploit what could be interesting is like how his he's he's like not a he's not a good guy he's a guy who'll send his assistant to get a you know he'll refuse to have a vasectomy because he read a blog saying it'll give him dementia so he Mm. sends his assistant in to have one as an experiment and so to turn that up to like various different like if he turns his assistant into some sort of you know (laughs) Frankenstein's monster yeah 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 yeah. and then if he is ultimately destroyed by Jamie that would be quite poetic as well what I want to do is actually get another arm attached to the chest of Jamie so he's strong and can hold my beautiful baby (laughs) just there so I can get rid of that gay nanny he's not gay he's a male dancer what Uh, male dancers cannot be gay 
I'm Rob Schneider. This series came out last year. Didn't no, it? that must be season two. Because this oh, was, yeah, good point. I think this, this, this came out in 2014, 15. For something to come out in the last 10 years where you can get away with a joke that is simply the guy's a male dancer and not gay and that's the, the entirety of the joke. He also, it's crazy stuff. Not a single one of these things hasn't been done before, I feel. He took out Anderson Cooper. He had a great Anderson Cooper gag in the last... Uh, in the last episode he, he was last episode he sort of mostly focused on denigrating Mexican people broadly and Anderson Cooper specifically it was pretty wild um, wow. <laughs> he walked in on a bunch of so what's actually the skinny with his wife Tom is she's creating a uh, male like employed strip club for women for a, for a female targeted audience uh-huh. um, and so all of these uh, dancers that you see are like male strippers and he walked in on all of them performing as a group at his house practicing and he said what is this a surprise birthday party for anderson cooper wow that's a nice lengthy line yeah Yeah, that's when you really know that a joke's good when you have to take a breath in the middle he they (laughs) literally had to hire 10 muscular dudes who who are capable of stretching and dancing so to service that one line for anderson cooper's birthday and (laughs) rightly so because that fucking killed uh, <laughs> look, that's all we got time for. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. Thank you. Uh, you Any know, final thoughts that you want to throw out into the universe? Um, if Rob's listening right now, what would you like to say? I just want to say to Rob, good on you for having a crack. And it's hard for that not to sound patronising, but comedy's hard and you've put a lot on your plate. And also, d- d- stop doing it. <laughs> Stop doing what you're doing and reimagine it all because you really you can't keep doing this because I can tell in your eyes in the seconds when you're remembering your lines that you're not happy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Tom, anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, me and Demi Lardner, uh, my, my housemate and girlfriend, have a podcast. It's called BigSoftTitty.png, all one word because that's the title that made us laugh it's a very dumb podcast so check that out uh it's bigsofttitty.png and that's it uh and around the episode i'm going to quote the great rob schneider with one of the lines from this episode the penis episode part one i think your brain has been attacked by anti-sperm antibodies good night everybody good night